wish death upon me Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see I'm tryna be what I'm destined to be And niggas tryna take my life away I put a hole in a nigga for fucking with me My back on the wall, now you gon' see Better watch how you talk when you talk about me Cause I'll come and take your life away Many men, many men The Philadelphia freaking Eagles are the Super Bowl champions Hello and welcome everyone Had to start the show with some shock value just to grab everyone's attention. Welcome to the Gertie Sports Podcast, brought to you by Fago, brought to you by Peas, Will's <laughs> Pea Business. Um, what did he call it? Uh, it was I don't the know, faced so, peas. Yeah, it was something with celebrities. I'm pretty sure. He, I'm pretty sure he got sued. For yeah, that. he got sued for that. We can't talk about the peas. Oh, he anymore. went. He went under quickly. He's got a whole new get rich scheme though. It has something to do with Delaware River crabs. I think <laughs> <laughs> he's all on it. But anyways, welcome to the podcast. As usual, it's myself, Josh Wagner. I'm joined with Ryan Rutherford and John Harrell. Tyler uh, is dead. more MIA than usual this week. I haven't even heard back from him in personal text messages. He's dead. I called him right after the game was over. He seemed okay. Maybe it was just a front. It was a front. But he might have been still in shock. That's true, too. He may have just have seen Tom Brady lose for the third time. That may have been hard for him to watch and look at. But uh, either way, the Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Uh, the city of brotherly love turned into a riot zone uh, pretty much in a matter of hours. I'm not sure. I guess we can start with this. Do you guys think it would have been worse if they lost, or do you think it would have just been just as bad, win or lose? It would have been worse, if they, worse if they lost. It wasn't that bad, I don't think. There was only a couple. Uh, there was a couple of stuff that was like that was like really there was dumb. Someone who ate but shit. yeah, that the eating the shit was not probably the best. <laughs> but the wait, what? Like you didn't, you didn't see that? that? Oh yeah, there's somebody like eating like shit. horse manure. Yeah, and then there was another thing I saw Such Philadelphia that trash. was really bad. Somebody climbed a light post, and then when they got to the top, they just like pulled their pants on and started pissing on everyone in the street. <laughs> that, that was also the thing that collapsed. Yeah. That shit was wild. Yeah, and it, that was like, I can't remember what it was. It was I think it was like a fancy-ish like, looked, hotel I mean, or restaurant, yeah. too. Well, but, they ripped down like all the Macy signs, too. Yeah, yeah. they started wilding out for no reason. And I saw the people in uh, Wawa, and they were just yelling, everything's free! And they were just like, <laughs> throwing it all. That just reminds me of that like scene in It's Always Sunny, where they run that car through this, uh, like the superstore, uh-huh. the All-American Home Store, and like <laughs> Kelly's freaking out, or Charlie's freaking out, and he's just like, so like at what point do we start looting? He's just like, we gotta wait until the crowd's whipped up into a frenzy. <laughs> the car just goes smashing through. That was the Eagles Super Bowl. Just the car yeah. smashing through. And then you just see everybody in Philly, loot, 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 <laughs> And just going crazy. So that was Philadelphia. I think they've all regained their bearings. For a lot of Eagles fans, I felt like it was kind of surreal for them for a while. Like they didn't believe it had happened for the longest time. I have an Eagles fan who's actually now an English teacher in South Korea. So he was watching the game at a very weird time since they're 14 hours ahead of us. So he was watching it like Monday afternoon. Is he Lindsey Vaughn at the Olympics? (laughs) My my college (laughs) friend from Clarion is Lindsey Vaughn and Apollo Ono. She's hot. She is. She's bad. That's why Josh lived with her. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it had nothing nothing to do with uh, her study habits. She was a very poor student. (laughs) Shout out Lindsey Vaughn. It's a good thing she's really good at skiing. Uh, but either way, Eagles win first Super Bowl in franchise history. 
Uh, we had 1,000-plus yards we were treated to in the game, which was the most of any NFL game in total scrimmage yards. And uh, what do you guys think about all that? This is one of the first Super Bowls where we just saw people go absolutely apeshit. I loved it. Yeah, I really more, enjoyed it as well. More, yeah. more, more. Then, like, I didn't think the refs were very involved. It was a lot of just letting the boys play. Obviously, the refs were, are never involved on uh, <laughs> one half of the ball, as there was only one penalty called against the Patriots again. But uh, I think Not it's... surprising. Yeah. For the most part, Patriots fans have kept their mouth shut about, like, losing this game. But I saw there's a select few that are, like... It was the refs, and like they're going after like the uh, the Nick Foles trick play, saying it was like an illegal formation, and like the one like wide receiver wasn't on the line of scrimmage and he should have been or something like that, and like maybe that's a valid point, but whatever. You guys get away with that kind of stuff all the time, just like little like rule like tweaks and things where it's just like very different where maybe who knows what it is and or just like or, having the most faulty fire alarms in surrounding hotels in like the entire world yeah like, <laughs> like they have the most faulty fire alarms i think of all time so like, i don't want to hear it yeah everybody gets away <laughs> with the little things and they've been getting away with things for a long time so oh well philly on television nice <laughs> bruh all right, so we have a quarterback comparison here before we get into the rest of the recap. Tom Brady with 505 yards, the most for any quarterback to lose a Super Bowl. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. And on the flip side, you have Nick Foles, 373 yards with three touchdowns. And an interception that was kind of fluky because it went off of Alshon and got tipped in the air and then picked off. So my question for you guys is, who do you think played better in this game? Um, I think prob- – I think – Nick Foles played, like, his best he could have. Uh, Like, his peak was higher than, like, where he normally was. Uh, But Tom Tom Brady, like, if you just put the two, like, in a vacuum and, like, it was like they do the blind resumes for college basketball teams in March and stuff. And it was just, like, quarterback A versus quarterback B, obviously. Like, you see 500 and some yards, it's going to jump out at you and no interceptions. But Tom Brady underthrew a lot of... A lot of his balls were underthrown, and he overthrew Gronk wide open a couple times. Like, mm-hmm. He just wasn't really on target at all. So my, my, my follow-up question is, can a touchdown reception offset the 120-plus yard difference between the two? Because Nick Foles had a touchdown catch, and Tom Brady had a, a <laughs> oh, possible 30-yard drop. Tom Brady was not does, running 30 yards. Does that offset anything? I would have loved to see Tom Brady catch that and get rocked by whoever <laughs> that safety was right yeah, there. Yeah, it does offset. Yeah, Give it, Like I said, Tom Brady wasn't throwing the ball well. Nick Foles looked unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it to Nick Foles. Nick Foles probably looked better than that two-loss season. Or not the two-loss, the two-interception season when he, two, he threw uh, 27 touchdowns and two picks. Yeah. That was the kind of Nick Foles that... Jeff Fisher was looking for <laughs> a couple years back, but Jeff Fisher doesn't get the best out of anyone. Jeff Fisher's a jabroni. He's a jabroni. Uh, you know, August 8th, National Jeff Fisher Day. We celebrated it uh, this past year. Eight <laughs> and eight. sister's birthday. There you go. So a big Jeff Fisher mm-hmm. fan, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> she is. So we're moving on now. <laughs> Low-key loves Jeff Fisher. Loves the Oilers, loves the Titans. <laughs> Big fan of the whole whole uh, reconstruction of the organization. Uh, but we have now the Eagles kind of out uh, patrioting the New England Patriots. 
where they had Corey Clement with four receptions and 100 yards and a touchdown out of the backfield. That's traditionally a New England thing, where James White and Deion Lewis are doing that type of thing. Doug Peterson taking a playbook from the Pats and really just rubbing it in their faces. Yeah, uh, I saw, I can't remember which one of the running backs, uh, if it was Blunt or Ajay, were sick going into the week. Ajay. Yeah, so Clement... Got a lot of run at practice, and apparently he was like Blunt was kind of more chilling, so it was kind of Clement getting almost gas. (laughs) Yeah, so Clement was getting a lot of practice run, was practically like the only back being used in a lot of situations. So I think he just used all that practice time, and uh, the coaches probably saw him working hard and saw things that they liked, and were like, "Sure, let's run it, let's go with it." Yeah. Yeah, nice little scat back out of the back. We've seen that for a long time. Uh, moving on now to the other side of the ball. Wait, does that? You think that takes uh, Darren Sproles' job away? You think Darren Sproles is done in Philly now? Probably. He's old. He's like. I keep really forgetting old. he's still he, there. He should probably I retire. He broke soon. his what his arm against us week one. Yeah. He like something. tore his ACL uh, and broke his arm yeah. on like the yeah. same play. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought something was like too. It was something crazy, mm-hmm. some bullshit. Uh, but moving on now that we're talking about injuries, Brandon Cooks goes down. He is just KO'd right off the bat. How much of a impact do you think that injury had on the total game for the Patriots? I think a very big impact. They had three receivers over 100 yards without Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. At Brandon Cooks, I'm, you could pretty much chop that up as a fourth. Yeah, that was huge. And especially uh, when they started going after Gronk heavy in the third when they like threw to him. With like six times on that first, first drive or something drive, like yeah. that. Like, if they would have had Brandon Cooks in there as well to uh, – because obviously they adjusted their defense, focused more on Gronk after that, and it wasn't as in- intense with going to him after that. But um, Cooks was definitely missed, especially with how much they were going after Gronk in the in the third. Like, if they wanted to – if their goal was to just go to consistent receivers and Gronk was the only fe- one they felt <laughs> that confident in – then they also would have felt that confidence in Brandon Cooks, and it, it, w- it could have opened it up in the second half. Well, and Cooks had one catch on the whole game, and it was like 26 yards. It was a deep mm-hmm. ball. And, you know, I don't know a ton about the speed of the DBs for Philadelphia, but not a whole lot of kids can really hang with the – Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah with no, Brandon Cooks. No. He's got wheels. And, you know, with Malcolm Jenkins, who actually didn't cover Gronk at all, so he might have been covering Brandon Cooks if he kept playing – but you just re- didn't really see that. And Ronald Darby, not really known for his elite speed either. So that was definitely a big deal. And another thing that really went awry for the Patriots that was a staple was Steven Goskowski was not very good yeah, in the Super Bowl. What, he, missed a, he missed one field goal, which was close. And then he also missed an extra point where if you go back to it, it would have made a four-point game. It would have made it into a field goal game. When Brady fumbled the ball, maybe there wouldn't have been so much push to get down the field. You know, you would have been able to yeah. run the clock out. So those things change. But what do you guys think about Goskowski? I mean, he's he's been a guy who's been clutch. The Patriots have a long history of kickers getting the job done when they need to. Should we read more into this, or was it just kind of a fluke? Well, the other kicker missed one too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And they said yeah, that Jake they, Elliott's a rookie. So. Yeah, but they also said that they had a, they spent a lot of time looking at the the logos on the hash marks because they had the Super Bowl logos on each side, and they said that the, the kickers had a big problem with that. Yeah, and like uh, I can, I could believe that too. With because uh, you could see just on the wide camera shots, um, the field was like a different color in those spots where the Super Bowl logos were, and then at the very center where the NFL logo was, like in place of the Vikings 
logo. I guess they probably just like cut it out and rolled it up and rolled down the new mm-hmm. logos or something. So I don't know if that was like those patches were like slick or what, but you could tell like they looked different just yeah. from like the camera. And so I could see that. And then also I was listening to Pat McAfee show my way here and they were talking about how um, with like certain balls for the Super Bowl, like the ball to do the opening kickoff, like Goskowski did the squib kick on the opening kickoff. They said that that ball, all the other balls for the game get like like they can mark them up and work on them and scuff like them, yeah. yeah do whatever they scuff them like run some water on them whatever to like loosen them up but with the kickoff ball they have to leave it like complete completely Cause untouched because then as soon as they take it out for the kickoff case somewhere it, it goes to the hall of fame yeah. they I think they have all the kickoff balls of the hall of fame or something like that it's so they stupid. said they ship it off. So, like, the opening kickoff ball always sucks, and that's why they did a squib kick for that. So I don't know if maybe, like, the other balls might have also been not uh, not very... How do you think that ball got picked? In. Why is that ball special? I don't know. Probably Tom Brady didn't deflate that one. Yeah, so they that's fucking You know what ball I want <laughs> is the one he fumbled. That's the ball yeah. I want in a case somewhere. That, that would be a good one. Tom Brady loses last Super Bowl. Put that in a case somewhere. <laughs> I'll put that in the Hall of Fame in Pittsburgh somewhere. Uh, but moving on to Brady, um, we'll talk a little bit more about him. Uh, Tom Brady, I guess it's been going around Twitter and online that Tom Brady is yet to shake the opposing quarterback's hand in games yeah. where he lost. Are we going to give him Child. a pass for doing this? Nope. He kisses children and he acts like them. <laughs> Do you think it's a Michael Jackson situation where Tom Brady thinks he's a child? Wow. Because his childhood was taken from him. Is Tom Brady the owner of Neverland Ranch? <laughs> I don't know. Is Tom Brady actually Michael have Jackson? Have you ever seen Tom Brady and Michael Jackson in the same place? I have not. All right. Michigan and Michael Jackson are like similar mm. letters, and he went to Michigan. I don't know. I disagree with that. I don't know. Far-fetched. I'm just, I'm just trying to connect The best comparison I have is Tom Brady is an awful smooth criminal. He is. He is a criminal. <laughs> he's pretty smooth about yeah, it. He is a criminal. His whole phone and you know going through all the court proceedings trying to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Annie, are you okay? Who knows? Are you okay, Annie? That's my fucking jam. It is a good song. <laughs> so Tom Brady might be Michael Jackson, but for real, Tom Brady has not shaken hands in three Super Bowl losses. I would love to hear a Pats fan's defense of this. You know, like... He's oh, he was good. running away because he didn't want to get his jersey stolen. Something, some crap <laughs> like that. That's what you would hear from someone. No, they just like, say he's too much of like a fiery competitor, and he just hates to lose so much that uh, yada, he can't yada, stand yada. to look the him but in if, the eyes but and if blah blah. Yeah, Cam Newton did it, or Colin Kaepernick could be a big. And they game. were hotheads. No, if literally anyone else did that, and did no one tell Tom when he was a child that? In life, there are wins and losses, and you take those losses, you know, you just take it on the nose, and you use it as a learning experience. Was he never taught because he was such a psychopathic child that he wasn't put in, you know, that situation where he wasn't allowed to lose? Did he grow up in this generation where he got a trophy for losing? Maybe he was afraid that if Giselle saw Tom and Nick side by side. She would look and at like, the pants bulge. She, yeah, she would see Nick's huge bulge and like triple extra large cup that he was wearing <laughs> and just be like, 
I think I know who I want. I want the Super Bowl MVP. She realized she was more attracted to Tom's Super Bowl MVPs than him, and so now she's with the new guy. But, like, couldn't you see it I being one Giselle. of those things, you know, like, and all those things, like, Ricky Bobby, where, like, Ricky Bobby's not good at yeah. NASCAR anymore. And then she goes And to, she just leaves to uh, the guy at the new, like, his face? His best yeah. Friend, yeah, John C. Riley. Yeah. She leaves to the, uh, the next, you know... Big thing, the new bag of chips. Giselle's and all that. going to Nick Foles. Giselle is going to be with Nick Foles soon. Big Dick Nick. She knows. She hears it's it. It's not she, just a nickname because it ears. rhymes, folks. I wish it yeah. was. She has ears. She knows what they're saying. She's <laughs> she's going to do a little uh, investigation work mm-hmm. over the next few weeks. Don't be surprised if Tom's out on the street because we know who the breadwinner is in that house. Oh yeah, she not definitely makes close. more money than Tom. So Tom Brady not shaking hands. Absolutely disgraceful. Uh, there's no way around it. I don't care if you're, you're a competitor. Like I said, in life, there are things you need to learn from, and you have to take everything with class and on the nose. Tom Brady is a coward for doing this. Yeah, Yes, I agree. But also, I only agree because uh, in all other sports and stuff, people shake hands and it's a sign of good sport. But I think no one should shake hands at all. See, I think I, that that's okay I with not, most sports, but the hockey tradition they have I know going the, is excellent. But they shouldn't do that. Like, do, I don't want the Penguins and the Capitals to shake ever, hands after the series. Ever. I don't want I them to. I want them to lose. Yeah, I bet time. you do. <laughs> because because it's, it's literally like the team who wins is just like secretly rubbing it in and the team who lost it's just torturing them no, like the team who lost it. doesn't want to it's shake so their hand the team who lost thing to no, do the team who lost doesn't want to shake their hand and the team who won should just wants to go celebrate with the rest of their team they don't want to waste their time being like Hey, let me go talk to these people I don't like at all. You know, and you used to play sports. When, yeah. If you were high-fiving after a game you won, you were, like, laughing and yeah. smiling at them. But see, yeah. John, it has to do with integrity and sportsmanship. And if you're not but it doesn't winning, actually if you exist. don't win, you look this way and you put your hand down and just tap on Yeah, but you mm. still do it. But you don't want to do it. But Nobody wants it. to do but it. Nobody no. wants to do it. It's how you learn. Then why do we do it if it's no one wants grow. to do it? Because it's the right thing to do. It's no point Why? And it, with hockey, it's like one of the few sports that has so much integrity still. It's just got to be one of those sports that's still always the only The only sport that can shake hands after golf. I don't want to see NBA yeah. players do it because it'll get They messy. really don't. They don't too much. They don't. I don't want to see you shake hands. I don't. If you're on the ground and, like, you put your hand up to, like, yeah. get helped up, don't Smack help them up. Away. Don't help them Why up. Why are you guys so bitter? Because. What happened? I've lost a lot, Josh. I just am all about realness. So, from yeah, what I've been told is Tom Brady needs to do more losing and Ryan and John no, no, need no. to do more winning. But Tom Brady deserve, needs to shake hands because Tom Brady's a prick. Yeah, Tom Brady needs to shake. And, like, another thing with that, too, is, like, Nick Foles probably – looks up to Tom Brady. Like, I feel he like a lot does. of NFL quarterbacks look up to Tom Brady. Like, he has won five Super Bowls, and he has done all the things that he's done. And he's been in the league so long, like, Nick Foles has been in the league probably, like, seven years or something. So he was watching Tom Brady when he was in, like, high school. Yep, and, and that's something you only really dream about if you're Nick Foles and now, beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Exactly. And he robbed Nick Foles of that moment. Of the moment to, like, shake his hand. It's messed up. Yeah. Like, if, cool if, if anybody has to shake their hands, though, it's the coaches and the, the quarterbacks. quarterbacks yeah. And the quarterbacks should, if shaking nobody else's hand, should shake each other's hands just as, like, a sign of respect yeah. that they just had a chess match with it's each other. It's not like we're asking Tom Brady to give the trophy yeah. to Nick Foles, kiss his baby, yeah. and would like to do, do a group yeah. prayer with the Eagles. And he would like to kiss Nick Foles' baby. And no one's wondering where, like, 
if like Gronk was shaking their hands or some yeah. or something or like if uh, and like with the hockey thing, what who do you who in the Penguins wants to shake Tom Wilson's hand after the series, and who on the Capitals wanted to shake Chris Letang's hand after he got away with murder? None Nobody. of them. But that's just how that's just how it is. I know, but. But just save all the metal they shit just and just stab cut them. Yeah. yeah. Next time they should. That's what it'll take to stop shaking hands. Somebody's just got to stab somebody in the handshake line, and I'll then call, they'll stop doing I'll it. It'll have like cyanide in their it'll glove. Be, yeah, it'll be a safety hazard. I'll call Tommy Boy up. Mm-hmm. I'll let him know. Hopefully that never happens, because then we could probably go to jail for inciting like <laughs> by the FCC violations. So everyone, calm down for the next few years until after the statute of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we're talking about. The Eagles, should Philly consider themselves to be in the midst of a quarterback dilemma between Nick Foles and Carson Wentz? Because, you know, at the surface, it's very easy. And, you know, I agree. You go with Carson Wentz. What? Yeah. But (laughs) you go with Carson Wentz. But No, 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 no. But if you sit Carson Wentz down at the Super Bowl, you tell me Carson Wentz played better than Nick Foles in that moment? I don't think so. No. I think Nick Foles played as good as you can play. Carson Wentz. Slide your little ass over to receiver. Play the X. <laughs> tight end. Tight end. Nick, Nick Foles will just sit back with all that beautiful pocket and just dish it to dish it to uh, Carson Wentz. Wentz in his bum knee. Hey, bear, did you see him proposing on it today? Damn, that's dangerous. He proposed to his wife, and he was already just full force on the knee, just John, laying on it. There's a big difference between taking the knee and running a route. Yeah, but he just had surgery. You shouldn't be doing that. I mean, you can do whatever you want in your own time. It's not good for you. No, it's not if good I'm, at all. If I'm Doug Peterson, you're cut, buddy. <laughs> I mean, he Stupid. already has Nick Foles. He's yeah, exactly. probably walking thin ice. Short leash, man. <laughs> yeah, no. Me and Josh and John were talking about this before, and we were saying it's like Ohio State. And uh, see, Carson Wentz needs to be like Braxton Mil- Miller and change positions. And I'm pretty sure Carson Wentz's brother plays – tight end for North Dakota State. Like, his brother does play for North Dakota State right now, and I'm pretty sure he is tight end. So his brother can teach him everything that he knows about tight end and get him. Carson Wentz is already big. Like, he's a big-body dude. Put him on a a bigger diet, start shoving some wings in him and some, like, uh, some some burgers. Yeah, get some cheesesteaks in him. Just beef him up a little bit. He's from, like, North Dakota or whatever, like, Give him some corn. corn. Fed, baby. Just give him a bunch of corn. Corn fed yeah. people out there. Tell him to put uh, sh- uh, white rice back you in his gumbo. You go to Hooters out in North Dakota, you're not going to like what you see. Tank <laughs> 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 top, XXL. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Yes, yeah, so just change change position. Why not? But for real, they got they're going to trade foals for sure. Have to. Yeah, I mean. They're going to get a lot for That's him. what it definitely looks like, but, you know, it's just. It's hard to get rid of someone who won a Super Bowl. Like, it wasn't like Nick Foles got carried. It wasn't like he was, you know, a problem along the way. Pretty much from his first two starts in the regular season on, he balled. Yeah. And it wasn't I, just, yeah, it wasn't just that he won the Super Bowl. He did it. Like, he played game. He played okay against Atlanta. He balled on Minnesota. And he beat people the People claimed to have the best defense in the NFL, basically. And then he went in against Tom Brady and almost outdueled him. And beat the Other guy. than yards, yeah. he outdueled him. He called a touchdown. He did. And he called a touchdown. He called the play on fourth down himself, too. He said, look, you're going to throw me the ball. Yeah. And he Spin did Spin zone. And I'm going to catch I'm it. not throwing the ball. You're throwing it to me. And I'm going to score. And Peterson said, you're right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. Yes, daddy. That's how, yeah, yes, daddy. 
So I don't know. I mean, all Eagles fans are going to definitely berate us for what we just said. <laughs> I'm not saying we actually think that Carson Wentz should play tight end. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, he's a good athlete. Maybe he goes somewhere else, but, you know. Tim so Tebow could play tight end. Tim Tebow could play baseball. Maybe Carson, Carson Wentz could play baseball. Oh, yeah. Carson Wentz is super religious, too. Tim Tebow also got a, uh invite to the professional um, training camp again. For who? The Tim Mets. Tebow. Oh, for, for the Mets. Mets. Yeah. So, Max Scherzer can strike him the fuck out again. Damn. That's cold. But I like <laughs> it. I don't like Tim Tebow. Not a fan. Uh, all right. What's next on the agenda here? We have... Oh. Finishing off the recap from this game, uh, the only thing uh, I wanted to add to everything was a certain defensive player for New England, uh, Mr. Harrison. He had two tackles in the contest. Just to put that in perspective, uh, Stephen Goskowski had one tackle. So Goskowski almost tied him in tackles. We cannot rag on Goskowski and then also credit him in tackles and his defense. Well, I mean, it's a totally different part of the game. You know, uh, James Harrison actually didn't play that bad. He had zero sacks, zero tackles. There was not. There was one sack the entire game. I'm just saying, he didn't get the job done. You know how much I dealt with you guys saying, "What if James Harrison makes a huge play? What if he did? He actually guess what he did. He did make a big. He didn't make a big third and two play." He still sounds really bitter, Josh. I am bitter. <laughs> he looks bitter. Looks but like bitter. you guys can see his face. I'm on the right side bitter. of this, and bitter I'm very happy about yeah. it. Because you know, if James Harrison had like three sacks, that's all I'd have to listen to. So I'm having my day in the sun. Well, he's gonna be okay? back next year. He's gonna. He's not gonna be back he's not. next year. Not for the Patriots, at least. Come to Washington. It'll we love paying. We love paying. I mean, he keeps money. himself in such good shape. Somebody's gonna give him a tryout at least. Yeah. Come to Washington. He's like the Yager of the NFL. We'll overpay for you. Are we still in, are we going to get to Malcolm Butler? Yeah, we're talking about Malcolm Butler right now. Okay, good. So Belichick has been pretty mum on the Malcolm Butler situation. I think we deserve answers. We do. As a public, I think that Malcolm Butler is kind of soft for not just ripping the, pa- like he did the rip Patriots them. to shreds. The he kind of ripped them with the uh, jumping jacks. Oh, I didn't see the Instagram. Insta- he posted on Instagram or something uh, on Twitter. But I was gonna say he what uh, what he did with the jumping jacks, like right behind Belichick at the beginning of the game. So then the Patriots couldn't be like, oh, he was injured or something uh, like that. And then oh, that's smart. Yeah, and then like they used him on special teams after that and. Uh, That's the most messed up part about the whole thing to me. Yeah, is making him play special making him teams. play special teams. Yeah, I agree. If he's not playing, don't play him at all. I would all. tell Bill to literally fuck off. Yeah. yeah, as many people I'm sure have. And like I was uh, hearing some people say, like it could pr- it probably pissed off a lot of other people in the Patriots. Like Tom Brady could be sitting here, like I just threw for 500 yards and we couldn't get one stop all game. And you take the best defensive player who could create one, maybe two stops by himself. Yeah. If you just throw it his way, he literally like, single handedly won us a Super Bowl once. Yeah. So and he like he gave Thomas Super Bowl. Not many people have proven that they can shine in a big moment, and he has shown that he can make plays in a big moment. And their secondary got roasted. And yeah. He's supposed to be their best defensive back. Mm-hmm. Don't know if the stats back that up. That's just what our resident New England experts always tell us. They always that. tell us he's the they best. They always tell us that Malcolm Butler he's is a the shut most down underrated corner, corner in the NFL. And that he is a top three corner in the NFL. And he couldn't make his way onto the football field at all. And to me, this is the first chink in the armor of the end of the Patriots. And This is where it starts. And Bill Belichick's ego 
could finally be uh, like this could shed a little light on uh, if there was any truth in the story of the exactly. Battle of Egos before. Because you know Tom Brady's not okay with it. No, I doubt Robert Kraft is happy about anything no. that happened. And Bill Belichick's the only one up there. He's the only one in all of New England. Like past players, everyone in the media is all on the same side. What the hell happened? Mm-hmm. Yep. No one is on Bill Belichick's side with this. This was a whole Bill Belichick. You know he was sick. He didn't practice enough. I'm not playing him. Who cares? You can get yourself in shape. It doesn't matter if you're sick. You're not going to miss the game plan. It's called a mental rep, mm-hmm. first of all. I will never understand why he didn't get to play at all. Maybe sit him out for a little bit, sure. Sit him but out on a couple of drives, me, let him yeah. ride the bike, get, him, get his blood pumping. You know, like, and like, like, the worst part about everything is like the people that don't want to take a side, they're just like, well, Bill Belichick has been to eight Super Bowls. He knows what he's doing. You can't give a pass on a jackass decision. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. In this close of a game, in the Super Bowl, a lot of people were just totally blowing this out and just saying, you know, they didn't play him. They didn't just not play him. They didn't play him in the biggest game of the entire year, and they lost. Yeah, it's different if it's week six or some some random-ass game, but this is the biggest one of them all. And, like, the Patriots' whole thing is, like, Everything that they do is to win a Super Bowl, and they like, lost. And they and every single step that they take is a Super Bowl. Like when Belichick got the AFC Championship trophy and just like handed it off to whoever was standing next to him, and it was like the, their only goal is to win a Super Bowl. And then you go and sit one of your best defensive players, probably your actual best, like, yeah, because. And- Tim Hightower was out for the year. Yeah, Probably your best defensive player. Makes you wonder, like, what is your real goal? Is your goal to win Super Bowls? Or, like, is your goal now to, like, look like the best coach of all time and be like, look look at me. I coached around losing my best defensive player um, and, like, in the shadows of losing my defensive coordinator. I found a way to win a game without him, like, I don't know. It definitely just seems like Belichick's ego was the only thing that got yeah. in the way. And his ego is completely unchecked because mm-hmm. of what he's done. And that's just not the way to do it. You know, it's it's a sport where you constantly have to make the right decision. Winning three Super Bowls by a field goal ten years ago doesn't really matter to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really matter. It's a different game, different schemes. You have He played 97% of defensive snaps this year. Mm-hmm. He didn't play one. I just think that's a boneheaded mistake, and yeah, Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time, but that doesn't mean he's not susceptible to making a stupid one. Nope. Not at all. So, I just, I'll never understand it. Uh, do you, you guys want to go ahead and give your best excuses on why Malcolm Butler really didn't play? Yes. Alright, I'll, I'll start with mine. Big spin zone here. Bill Belichick did not like Malcolm Butler after last year when he wanted money. And when they signed Stefan Gilmore and he yelled about not getting paid, so all season Belichick was preparing to somehow get rid of Malcolm Butler without everyone getting in an uproar. So he decided he would make up this story and he would win a Super Bowl without him, saying that they didn't need him so he could get rid of him. That's mine. Okay. I like it. Ego man. Mine is just far left field and... um... Bill Belichick walked in on uh, Malcolm Butler kissing his sister. Oh, and he got jealous. And Bill Belichick did not like that. <laughs> he was having a three-way with Belichick's sister and Brady's son. Oh, <laughs> my God. I thought you were going to mention the kiss, Sam. 
<laughs> that is the pissant. His son. Is I thought it? it was his daughter. Oh, yeah, I think it's the daughter. She could have been there, too. That's true. Two to 18. They're all pissants. They're all the pissants. <laughs> but uh, I, I have two potential reasons that it could have been. Well, first off, the real reason that is being circulated a lot is that it was weed-related. Oh, of uh, course it was. Which, like, I could totally see. And, but... If, like, the NFL doesn't catch him, why do the Patriots care? Like, do they really care that much? I think it's, like, legal in Massachusetts anyway. Like, why do they care that? It's, like, it's like a decriminalized or something there, I think. So why do they care that much anyway? But um, my first guess is that he pulled a LiAngelo ball and stole from the Mall of America while he was there for, uh, <laughs> for media day. He was at press row leaving the uh, food court. He had a full stomach of Auntie Anne's pretzels, so and nice. his uh, <laughs> his jeans started fitting a little too tight, so he just wandered over to a Macy's, tried on a new pair of jeans, slacks, and uh, then realized he left his wallet at the uh, like Sirius XM station down the road. So he's like, "Well, I don't know what to do. I gotta leave." <laughs> so, so he, he just, just took the pants, and then they. Realized he stole the pants, and there were Gucci sunglasses in the pockets. Ooh. Yeah. So. Nice. That's, that's plot one. And then the other thing was that oral sex is actually illegal in Minnesota. Mm. So somebody could have uh, walked in on Malcolm Butler giving or receiving a blowjob. I thought you were saying maybe yes. Malcolm Butler is trying to blackmail Bill Belichick for giving oral to someone. Ooh. Maybe. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Or Kraft. Or Kraft. I don't know. Or but some homoerotic things going on in the organization. So, so I'm just saying, oral sex is illegal in Minnesota. That's interesting. And, uh, Do not put that in there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Got my, my other one is, uh, is a funnier one <laughs> than it should be, but... They all got a little too drunk after winning the AFC Championship game because they thought, you know, maybe they were going to lose, so they had a big celebration. And Malcolm Butler got a little too drunk, took a cab back with Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick, you know, he was going on about all his crazy right-wing ideals because he's a big Trump guy. Mm-hmm. He's He's been endorsed by him. And Malcolm Butler, he just went in, he went up to his ear, and he just said, Shut the fuck up, honky. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know anyone, any really white person does not want to be called a honky at all. That is like the worst thing you could call a white person. <laughs> so that is not a good look. That and that's why. Right. That's why he got benched. I hope that that's what happened. Just, driver just looking like oh, oh shit. No. That's just what I and the old excuse. Malcolm Butler's dog ate his Super Bowl game plan. Ooh. You can always blame it on the dog. Yeah, um, saw the guy that uh, like for the Department of Defense that left like the anthrax plan for the Super Bowl in the airplane chair back. Mm-hmm. Maybe like Malcolm Butler. Well, the Patriots do have their own plane, so that wouldn't have happened. He if he would have left in the chair back, nobody would have known. But I was just saying, maybe he could have left it out somewhere. All right, the last thing we have to talk about the Super Bowl, besides the fact that Tom Brady has now lost three, the only one to lose more is Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly, a much better person than Tom Brady. Better better 12. Better 12. Not my 12. <laughs> Not my 12. Not my 12. 
Love Jim Kelly. Good guy. Actually from around Clarion, too. Very, very local product. Clarion. But, uh, all right, so we're going to talk about Zach Ertz's touchdown and what ended up being the game-winning touchdown. It was caught, hit the ground, rolled up in the air, and caught Shot again. straight up in the air, yeah. What is the NFL going to do about this catch rule? Because if it's consistent with everything they said, it, it's probably incomplete. Now, we've all been on the same page where we thought that that was a catch. Jesse James's thing was a catch. Austin Safarian Jenkins's touchdown was a Dez's catch. Dez's was not. I think Dez's was still Dez's a catch. was a catch. No, Dez's Dez wasn't. Um, I think they were all catches. Kelvin Benjamin's was Dez's, a catch. Yeah. Dez caught was his mom's you know, neck around his hands. But honestly, isn't it just poetic justice that the Pats benefit from three non-touchdown they, calls that altered their season? And then they finally had to pay the ferryman. In the biggest moment of the season, they get screwed by their own call. I love it. Pretty hilarious. Uh, and Tom Brady gets uh, so Tom Brady gets too. fucked on the tuck rule too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was watching that too. You know, something about just watching the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I just think everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Like it's just a big Murphy's Law thing for me. And like the whole game, like I just I probably sounded like a negative dick. The you entire did. time. Like, you everyone did. probably hated listening to me talk. I'm well, happy I was right. Very happy. <laughs> but it just, you know, anything that can happen will happen. And, and it this, time it, this time it happened the right way. It was 100% but, yeah, the tuck rule, you know, that was a half a second away from being an incomplete pass. Yeah. We all know that for a fact. So It's a shitstorm, and I loved every second of it. Luckily it worked, but... I'll still say Zach Ertz was a touchdown, but very inconsistent ruling in a very big moment. Yep. Is Zach Ertz Julie Ertz's husband? Mm-hmm. I didn't. Uh, yeah, the soccer player. Who's Zach Ertz? The tight end for the Eagles. No, I only know Julie Ertz. Zach Ertz is a dog. Uh, Shout out to my fantasy uh, You had him this year? Yeah. yeah, he was really good this year. I'm just very feminist. I only know the, the woman in the relationship. So you only know Amanda Kessel? Mm-hmm. You only know Tom Brady? <laughs> Dang. Got him. The heat keeps coming for Tom. Dude, it's not gonna stop. No. Nope. Tom should listen this to this. This is the best moment ever. Like when the Patriots do lose and it's very rare, you gotta pile it on until you can't hear <laughs> the New England fans breathe anymore. Yeah. No, peop uh on KFC radio they were talking about how like some New England fans are like, No, uh it's nice to see like how happy the Eagles fans are. It, like will refresh my uh like enjoyment on winning and like just like Trying to take the high road with all this, it's like no. You don't get you don't get the high road because you were the whole. Oh, we look at Tom Brady. Gronk's the best tight end of all time. Belichick's the best tight end of all time. We're gonna win six in a row. Like our season doesn't start till the playoffs start, and all their like arrogance of the last like six years. They can't choose to take the high road now. Like they deserve to just get driven into the ground. Like they should just uh, wait. On like ESPN until like a month from now, and then just hit the Super Bowl really hard for like a week straight, just to rub it back in their faces again, just so they think it's over. Oh, this one, and end. then just the, yeah, the fact that Tom Brady, air parentheses, greatest quarterback, athlete, whatever you want to call him of all time, has been bested by Eli Manning and Nick Foles. That is Not a good. tale as long as time ever lasts. Not my goat. I will be telling my kids that. They'll be telling their kids that, and so on and so forth, and Yinzy, that. Yinzer lore. <laughs> It'll just go on forever. There was two heroes that saved the earth. Not Flash Gordon, although if Flash Gordon played in the NFL, he'd beat Tom Brady, obviously. Mm-hmm. Quarterback, New York Jets. Do you think... Uh... 
Ted agrees with that statement? No. <laughs> Dude, that's why like I partially hate those movies because there's just so much Boston love. Like everybody's just jerking each other off, and Seth MacFarlane's like, "Oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in on this. I'm a guy, t- I'm a Boston guy too." It's like, shut the hell up. Go back to your subpar freaking sitcoms, other than Family Guy. I love to. Who the hell watches American Dad? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. People who uh, are already on to watch Family Guy, and then like the remote's too far away. And so they don't feel like getting up. So there's like they haven't had to go to the bathroom yet, but they know that they have to go soon. So, so they're just gonna, gonna wait till like a commercial break pretty soon. That's who watches America. And then they sit down and forget the remotes over there. They're like, eh, whatever. Uh, whatever. I'll watch until the next American commercial Dad. break. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that bad. The news is on after whatever. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on from that now. We're gonna talk a little bit about the Indianapolis Colts, and then we're gonna talk about Kirk Cousins, but. The, uh, the Indy Colts now, they've been left on red, folks. Josh McDaniels, it's pretty much breaking news as of right now. Yeah, when it comes 40 out minutes tomorrow, ago. Yeah, it'll still be pretty fresh. Uh, so we didn't break the story, but we're going to analyze it we first. Might have. Uh, <laughs> we might have. I mean, for some people who listen tomorrow, this might be yeah. breaking news. Breaking moves. <laughs> we have James. Yeah, James is all over that. Yeah. Man. He might be the biggest stoolie I know, honestly. It used to be Tyler, but James is all over it now. Tyler's dead. Tyler is dead. Yeah. I haven't heard from him. I'm starting to get concerned. Might have to make a welfare check tomorrow. Yeah, I tagged him in a group me post today and... Nothing. Mum's the word. Mum. (laughs) But anyways, the Colts get left on red. Uh, For those of you that don't know that, that's good. You don't want to ever be left on red. Uh, Josh McDaniels swerves real quick, and he goes back to New England that just starts rumors that he'll maybe take over for Bill Belichick. Maybe they're going to, in my opinion, uh, Andrew Luck is in Europe right now because he's actually under contract for New England, and no one's made that report yet because of a confidentiality agreement, and they're keeping him healthy over there, so there was no reason for McDaniels to go to Indianapolis. So he went back to New England, and Andrew Luck is going to be the quarterback of the Patriots come Next year, two years from now, which uh, whenever Tom Brady loses the talent and he loses the ego struggle that's going on. He'll never lose the ego. That prick. So the Colts, they get swerved real quick. DeAndre Jordan. Jim Irsay say, cash me outside, how about that? (laughs) I don't know if that fight will happen because Jim Irsay does way too many painkillers to ever be hurt. He would never feel anything. No, he would just be unstoppable. Uh, (laughs) And now... We move on to Kirk Cousins, and I turn it over to my resident Redskins fans. So, of course, the Redskins can't just, like, leave anything alone. Yeah. They just have to beat the dead horse a little <laughs> bit more and uh, treat Kirk Cousins like a slave. And he's honestly, like, turning into a case study on, like, what the NFL needs to change about, the, like, the players' rights to, like, themselves because the Redskins have just been treating him like crap for like three years, and he can't do anything about it with all the franchise tags and all this other bullshit. So the Redskins were in a position to finally be able to wash their hands clean of the Kirk Cousins saga, having Alex Smith here now. And uh, there's reports now that they want to try to franchise him and make a trade to get something better than what they would already receive in letting him walk in the third-round compensatory pick. So pretty much all they could potentially get 
is a second round draft pick, which would just be a like so stupid and such a waste of time, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah. To try to just go from a third round pick guaranteed to like the chance that we franchise tag Kirk Cousins can't move him and then are stuck with a dude that's like almost thirty million dollars on the cap and have to four million. Yeah, and would have or yeah, would have to play uh our whole season with like just that garbage pit in our Or cap. we could just maybe move him to receiver. Yeah, or or yeah, we could play Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith would have to play receiver though because he's no, 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 but see, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um but it's just uh they're just trying to make a mess again of something that was finally looked like you saw the light at the end of the tunnel, and then you realized there was just another tunnel. It was like a, like a little skylight in that tunnel. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was one single skylight buried deep in the mountain. Yeah, and then you're just still in the mountain. It's like, like, oh, shit. It was like a little air tunnel for the canaries to escape whenever uh, they were they get stuck through. in the tunnel. Yeah. You don't want a tunnel full of dead birds. That's no. going to smell bad quick. Yeah. But... It's going to be a bunch of birds pooping on each other and dying. The only way the Redskins could salvage this and make us happy, and this would also make me happy in losing Kendall Fuller, is if they traded to the Broncos and got to leave, or John brought up, he also saw that he saw... Uh, Demarius Thomas. Yeah, Demarius Thomas. Or Emmanuel Sanders, either or. So if, if the Redskins can add to the receiving core... Or trade Kirk back for Kendall Fuller. Sorry, Pat Mahomes. Sit the fuck back down, buddy. Kirk's coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely be interesting if they just end up swapping people. God, I would be so Fuller back. That would be really weird. But now we're going to move on from football and the Super Bowl. I'm sure we could talk much longer just about making fun of Tom Brady and the Patriots, but I think we beat that horse to death pretty sufficiently here today. So we're going to move on to basketball. We're going to beat another champion down a little bit here, and we're going to talk about LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers and just what has become an absolute nightmare pretty much overnight for this organization. You know, you kind of saw the stones get settled when Kyrie wanted out and everybody kind of wondered why that was the case, and LeBron James might be the snake after all. I thought, you know, maybe for the longest time it may have been Kyrie who had the ego problem, but it seems to me like now LeBron James is finally not being treated like a premier athlete by the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that's offending him. There are reports that he's just been cursing out executives throughout the organization, and they basically locked him out of front office decisions. What is going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers? They're a uh, live look at Cleveland Cavaliers, that dumpster fire gif that always gets texted <laughs> into our group chat. That is exactly what's happening with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They, like... I I didn't think LeBron would leave again, but now it's starting to look like he's probably going to leave. I think and they're like, going to make him leave. They're, as we're recording this right now, they're losing to the Magic in the fourth quarter. No, they're, not they're, losing. they're down like six or eight right now they were, to the they, Magic. They were up like ten in the first and, quarter. Um, so they're, they're really looking awful. Yep. And like, what can they do? They can't fire Tyron Lue because if they do, then LeBron will definitely leave unless they bring in like... Pop. Like, uh, I was thinking, like, LeBron's best friend. Oh, yeah. Like, like literally just some random Carmelo off the retires. Carmelo retires and becomes the coach. So, like, like, the fact that they said they weren't going to fire Tyron Lue is, like, basically a backup for me saying, like, they're sticking with what they have and LeBron's shit out of luck. Yeah. 
That's just what it seems like to me, at least. LeBron's finally not getting the king treatment, and he's bitching and bitching and bitching. He needs to go somewhere where the owner and the coach and everybody will be like, we are going to do whatever we can to make LeBron happy, and we're just going to, like, rub his belly and tell him he's the best there's ever been, and we're going to find a bunch of players who are pushovers and are going to just let LeBron yell at them or tell them where to go and stand and, like, how to even put their arms up to call for the pass. Like, they're just going to let LeBron do everything. So the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, Luke Walton's not going to tell LeBron what to do. No. Magic Johnson will obviously love LeBron. Yeah. And you're telling me Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle are going to try and say anything to the king? Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. And if Paul George goes there, they'll probably get along for like a year, and then Paul George is going to mysteriously leave. You know where I'd like to see him go? Philadelphia. Yeah. That would be badass. I I heard like... Um, him in the process, and Brandon, or in uh, Simmons. I heard some people that thinking shit. that like... With the Clippers getting rid of everybody and like potentially trading DeAndre Jordan and... But he said uh, he didn't want to go there. I know, but they could like... Uh, Steve Ballmer could give LeBron ownership cuts in the <laughs> Clippers. No, I've heard people say that. That's true. Like, because LeBron does want to own a team one day. And it's not and like Ballmer doesn't have enough money. Exactly. Like, Ballmer's doing this for, like, sport. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, uh, there were a lot of people saying, like, they could totally see him cutting a deal to give LeBron part ownership of the team. And then who's going to tell him what to do? The coach, the coach tries to tell <laughs> he him how to own He'd be like... I will fire I you. I own this team. <laughs> I own your office, bitch. Be player like, owner, that would be some water. That bobblehead that you like so much, that's mine. That's my bobblehead. That's my bobblehead. <laughs> that would be so Give good. me your phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's my phone. We pay for your phone. Give me your phone. Give me your cloud. This give is me, my cloud. Give me your wallet. It's <laughs> <laughs> my money. That would be that would be something else. I paid you. It's my LeBron money. LeBron James is going off the rails. The Cavs are a mess. <laughs> and we'll talk about it later. In the gritty finish, but, you know, is it, you know, far-fetched to believe that the Wizards could beat him in the playoffs? I don't think so. I don't think Not so. Not right now. Not right now. Yeah, right, right now, they're a very, very bad team. Also, LeBron more uh, uh, Mickey Mouse, like, crew neck into their game against the Magic today. I don't like that was stupid. I just want to put that out there. That's just dumb. So you'd say he's a, LeBron is officially on the hot seat in trash world right now. He's definitely on the hot seat. Well, he's been on the hot seat for me, but yes, on the hot seat. You guys know how I feel. But he was just on the hot seat for no reason for you. That's You were just sitting on a take. That's what that's called. It's when something is wrong, and then you just believe it is so it long, right? and you no, wait. wait for it to turn right. Well, like, that's with us with Tom Brady, is we just keep saying he sucks, and then eventually, like, well, we keep he's going to be Tom old. He's going to catch up Yeah, with him. and eventually we're it gonna does. Be right. Eventually we're going to be we're right. We're going to be right someday. It'll yeah. be glorious. So, is, is Tom catch up with LeBron? He's played so many maybe, more minutes than everybody, and maybe, he's old. Maybe, maybe. I just Hopefully. think the whole team is trash this year, too. And they just lost yeah, Kevin Love. The team is trash. LeBron, like, just officially hit panic button and just started saying the F word at everyone. Yeah. Just like little kids, F, 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 F. <laughs> Owner, executive, F, 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 everywhere. Just yeah. fluff that, fluff that, <laughs> everything. He's just, like, freaking fluff out. Wall. And D. Wade comes. He's not any good. Fluff, what the, blah. <laughs> Just freaking out. <laughs> but anyways, the Cavaliers are in a mess. Cleveland is a dumpster fire yet again. Shocker. Uh, so now we're going to talk about our own little mini dumpster fire that may be going on in D.C. with the Wizards going 5-0 and 
and rumors that the team thinks they're better off without John Wall, and now the media is starting to catch a sniff of it. And right now the Wizards are getting, getting spanked dogged. right now. Yeah. So what's what's going on with the Wizards? Is this something we should be concerned about, or is it just being overblown? No, completely this, overblown. Yeah, that's called small sample size, like shout five to, games. Shout out to JJ Barea and Marcin Gortat for teaming up to bully. So Gortat's the media. going to the, the Mavericks. Yeah, bullying yeah. the media into thinking John Wall is not needed in DC. Mm-hmm. They can both. Eat something poisonous. Yeah, Gortat isn't needed in DC. That's who's not needed. Do. Definitely not. No. We got rid of Nene when we should. Oh my God. No, we should have <laughs> never had both. him at all. Yeah. Nene is trash. He's the reason we lost that Atlanta yeah. series. Like, what was that? Three years ago. We were in beat ups watching it. That was wild. Dude, that was such trash. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was at that game. No, no, I blew it for us. Wasn't no. that game six no. when we lost? We or was that game five? We were there the previous. Year. No, the year after. Y'all were yeah, there we were the there the year after. The year after. We, we lost to the Hawks two years in a row. Yes. They've been our kryptonite, and we yeah. beat them last year for the first time. Well, good, because the Hawks are garbage this year, so we don't have to play them. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> Nene trash. Gortat trash. But AJ do you Moran, guys think trash. that there may be any any kind of sense that maybe the Wizards are a better X's and O's team and, like, a scheme team without Wall on the floor? No, but I think that, like, it's just kind of one of those situations where, like, when you see your best player go out, everybody's like, "All right, I'm go- I'm gonna on, yeah, man. I'm gonna have to work X amount harder." And I think a lot of the NBA, especially right now, we're in such like a long drag of the season, still waiting for the All Star break to get here, and there are so many teams and games where like they're decided just because one team come out and they just don't have effort that day. Like, it's just such a long season. Not every team tries every single game. So, with John Wall just now getting out, I think a lot of the Wizards players are like, well, shit, John Wall's not here, and he always goes hard. I need to try hard because otherwise we're going to lose by, like, 50. I also think part of it, too, is Bradley Beal is definitely living in the moment with this being his team. Yeah, he's stepping up He's really liking, like, having his team under his command. I mean, it's no secret him and John Wall have never really gotten along. With certain I think things. they get along. Fine. I think they're fine, but like there's always reports, and you know they've been caught yelling at each other. But you know, I think Bradley Beal is really excelling in this system where it's his team mm-hmm. and it's his moment and it's his game plan. So I think that definitely helps out as well. But the last thing about the Wizard before we move on to our patent pending gritty finish, do you guys think that the deal for Gortat gets done before so. uh, two days from now for the deadline? I really, really hope so. Yeah, it needs to be done. I'm hoping so too, but I could see it not getting done. I don't think I don't think it will. All right. Well, moving on from that, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Up to the gritty finish now. First up to the plate, uh, 103.4 million views for the Super Bowl. That's down seven percent from last year. So it was under that 45 percent Nielsen rating. So that's a a bump in our direction for the prop bets. But but it's the lowest since 2009. Um, Should this be a reason of concern for the NFL? Nah. I think that this year was kind of a fluke year with the protesting and all that. I think mm-hmm. it might go back up next year. Also, depending on new plays, people are sick of seeing Tom Brady. Yeah. And, like, I don't no really... No one really likes Philly either. Yeah, no yeah, one really likes trash. the Eagles either. So, I think it was just Not kind of... the team, a, the city. Yeah. Well, both, yeah. I think just a lot of people don't... Didn't like uh, the NFL in general this year. So, I think it's just kind of a reflection of that. Yeah. I think that it's definitely something that the NFL should be looking into Mm. because we've been talking about them losing ratings pretty much for the last couple of years. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a huge decrease. It's still the 10th highest watched television show of all time. Yeah. Behind, you know, eight other Super Bowls and then the season finale of MASH, mm-hmm. series finale of MASH. But, so, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but you should definitely be trending upward because there are more people on Earth every year. So you shouldn't be losing audience. And, according to Soldier Boy, there's more people on Facebook. So maybe they're losing they're viewers Earth. because they're watching it on Facebook. <laughs> maybe. From Mars. From Mars, yeah. It's all from Elon Musk's SpaceX they in need Mars. to log on to dead people's Facebooks and have them watch the game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so with that all closed up, who is your Super Bowl 53 prediction for the oh. game? Well, I didn't expect in this one. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. The Redskins. <laughs> it's a pretty long limb there, John. Yeah, snap and I'm, fall. I'm, I'm dangling. <laughs> I'm Redskins... Steelers. I'm gonna go I'll play with you over there. Who, who wins though? Who wins though? Okay. Come on. So we have, uh, Alex, <laughs> we have Alex Smith. So I am going to go with the first team that jumped out to me, like jumped out to me pretty hard. New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I was on the Saints wagon. This I year. think they they could make a a run through the NFC, uh, and then for the AFC. Blake Bortles. <laughs> Dude, I think the Jags are going to go like 8-8 eight and eight next year. And then the Straight game of the Super Bowl. They're going to make it at 8-8. Eight yep. eight. Just like the somebody else did. People have done that before. Didn't the Giants do that when they won? Or no, they were 9-7, I think. Whenever they beat the perfect Patriots. Yeah, they were 9-7. Yeah, yeah, so 8-8, right. eight, 9-7 eight, eight, Jags, they could go to the Super Bowl. That would be lit. Every day we lit. Every day we are. All right, what my are prediction... For the Saints NFC, win, obviously. For the NFC, I really like the Saints, but just for you know going against the grain and not picking the same team, I'm going to go with the Saints and Cowboys playing each other. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Cowboys winning. Wow. Uh, God, I would, I would literally have to off myself. Shocker. And then on the AFC side of things, I think the Steelers are going to really barely edge out the Houston Texans. And I think the, the Steelers Deshaun play Watson, the Cowboys. J.J. Watt, yeah. Houston Texans. Yeah. Think they'll both be able to play? I think they're a whole play. season. I mean, do theory states, Ryan. I'm a big do theory advocate, so I think the Steelers play the Cowboys. The Steelers win. So wait, you really think the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl next year? I think they're going to have a really big bounce back. If the Steelers and Cowboys play in the Super Bowl, who do you root for, Josh? Shut up. <laughs> I, I'm I'm actually who do you root for? I want to know. Th- look behind you. What's on the wall? Zeke. Zeke is not behind you. <laughs> There's, there's the best safety of all time and a guy who really wants yeah. a paycheck. <laughs> Sean Taylor sure as hell is not on this wall. Did you paint over Sean? That's disrespectful. <laughs> Troy Polamalu is a god. He's not better than Sean Taylor. I don't want that. You but either way. I know you don't. Super Bowl 53, you heard it here first. The Redskins, the Jags winning. Saints. Saints winning and the Steelers. I mean, No, you like the Cowboys. Two of the things could happen. If the Redskins win the Super Bowl and... That'd be kind of weird, but you never know. Alex Smith is the GOAT. <laughs> I mean, after last year, who would have said the Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl? I would have sure as hell. You're right. Uh, next up, are the Oklahoma Sooners a good basketball team? This is something I went no. back and forth on all year long. Are they good? Trey, just that I mean, one Trey year. Young's good, but like... But he turns the ball over a lot, and he's just not... He's not. He's a freshman. He's not a real bona fide leader yet. You know, he's still got a lot of a lot of learning, a lot of different he's positions. He's a scorer on the, right yeah. now. Yeah. 
Do you think he's going to stick around or go no, right into the draft? He's so he doesn't have any time to. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've been under the impression that Oklahoma's not good, and I had a real dilemma yesterday because I think West Virginia's not good either. So I was really trying. I was like, all right, the winner of this game is okay in my mind. <laughs> press Virginia. Yeah, press Virginia. So West Virginia is okay in my book, and they were talking about Trey Young being sick. Or whatever, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I just I don't think Oklahoma's all that good. I mean, he's good, but they're not good. Glad we're on the same page. Uh, over under fifty wins this year for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hmm. I'll see where they're at right now. Just I'm going to say they'll probably get like fifty two. Yeah, I think barely over. I'm I'm and that's because I'm assuming they're going to probably get it figured out at some point. They have thirty if, wins right now. Oh, yeah. they can get twenty wins with yeah. uh, thirty one games to go. Yeah, I think they can. Do I think they, they have to win games. twenty of thirty one. I think they could get a couple stretches where they can look like they have it together. I'm yeah. saying no, but I think the Wizards can. The Wizards have won almost 40, right? They're at 31 right now. Oh, shit, I'm off. Yeah, they're at 31. I think they can get to 50. They haven't been at 50 in a long time, I think. You know, the past few years they've been at 47, 48. So I think this will be the year. Um, next up we have another spin zone. Gronk's house gets robbed. Uh, how do you think the loot was? And do you think it's possible that Gronk has had so many head injuries that he just got really drunk, fucked up his own house, <laughs> just lost a bunch of shit? Thought, yeah, lost <laughs> a bunch of stuff, and the CTE is so bad that he thought someone robbed him. I think he, that's possible. pretty likely, but also very uh, interesting person to rob in Gronk. I feel like he his house. I picture being like super empty. But then just, like, in the corner of his living room, he has, like, one of those Polaris, like, three-wheel cars. And then just, like, in the basement. And, like, an there, eight ball of Coke. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then like, a, like, a recliner. Like, one recliner and, like, a love seat. Not, and then, like, a random, like, giant couch. Like, I just picture just his house full of random stuff. It looks stuff. like a frat house. Yeah, it looks like a frat house. So, like, the, the, they probably stole, like, a gas mask bong. And they probably stole, and, like, a really rare beer keg. Yeah, like a, like a gold beer keg. <laughs> and then, like, a... Like a probably like a ten foot beer bong that Gronk would use like off of his like balcony in his like master bedroom, like I feel like there's probably not that much like really interesting stuff. Maybe some of his jerseys, like his old game worn jerseys. I'm really curious to see what the haul was coming out of Gronk's house. But it was some weird stuff. I'd say definitely legendary scar worthy, wouldn't you, John? Yes. <laughs> Gold scar. No. Gold doubt. scar all day. All right, uh, moving on now. Now that football season's over, what is the sport that should demand our most attention? Baseball. Well, baseball doesn't start for a while now. Yeah, but this right here, spring training, getting ready yeah. to start, this is when it gets intense. Which, what will demand okay, my immediate so, yeah. attention will probably be the Caps before they disappoint me again. Mine's going to be North Carolina. Mine's They're definitely going to be the me. Pens with a healthy, healthy dose of the Wizards. Yeah, I'm going to get a lot of Wizards in. We should go to a Wizards game soon. And the U.S. men's national team for hockey. Yeah. I'm really pumped for that. Yeah. It's going to be a whole new look team. Yeah, I'm going to go pretty hard in the Olympics. I'm going to watch a lot of Olympics. Going to really dive into mm-hmm. all these interesting different sports. I'll dive in. We'll have to just talk a lot about sports we have nothing in common with at we all. We don't give a shit about Cross-country that. skiing. Get a lot of... It's going to be our resident is. cross-country skiing. <laughs> I'm going to go, actually, and watch. It's like, here, we're here with John and, and Pun Chung. <laughs> oh, and NASCAR starts up soon. Daytona yeah, 500. Daytona, so we have that. Masters, Masters is not that April. long away. 
So we're we're getting there. This is we'll kind of an interesting time. We still have hockey and basketball. We have March Madness coming up in a month. Mm-hmm. So we'll, <coughs> we'll have plenty to talk about. Uh, the tweet of the week. Uh, the tweet for me this week was a side-by-side picture of Nintendo announcing that Toad's head was in fact his head and not just a hat, followed by the stock market dropping hundreds of points, and the caption being, What the F are you doing, Nintendo? Mine is John Wall. It's a gift, and it's John Wall wearing sunglasses, and he's looking back at the camera, and he's giving him this look, and it says, if I don't pass, then give me my motherfucking Roly back. <laughs> and that is referring to when he gave his entire team Rolexes for Christmas, them ungrateful pricks. <laughs> um, my tweet of the week is uh, from an account called at 25 underscore mail underscore NYC. It's a really, really funny Twitter account. I recommend all of you look it up. Um, but his tweet today was, fellas... We flipping the script on Valentine's Day this year. If your girl don't surprise you with the trail of rose petals leading to a candlelit bubble bath with glasses of champagne, then she ain't the one. <laughs> so, fellas, your girl needs to treat you nice this Valentine's Day. If she doesn't get you flowers, then don't give her her flowers. Just throw them, ju- equal, throw them right? in the trash. Yep. yep. So equal world. That's what they want. She wants... Uh, chocolate covered strawberries. I would be getting struck. Ooh, chocolate covered strawberries. both ways, huh? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get those other tweets to load because I thought it was really good as well. Um, it's right, okay. It we is. can cut this out. We have the men's height chart, and it oh, says this shit is five foot to five three equal king. Five four to five seven equal king. Five eight to six foot equal king, six one plus equal king. Don't let these women with fake everything tell <laughs> you're worth king. Dang. Damn. We Drop are the kings. Mic. We are all kings. We are kings. Kneel down. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Uh, all right, so we're moving on from that. And Kylie Jenner announcing her baby's name during the Super Bowl. Barstool covered it. It was hilarious. They were talking about Kylie being a jackass for taking the Super Bowl away from us. She named her daughter, uh, her daughter Stormy. How many years until she's on a stripper pole? I was like, I had I hadn't heard this story at all, and I didn't know that she named it Stormy. And as soon as you said that, my first thought was stripper. So um, I think Stormy's personal path will be to follow in the steps of her, her uh, auntie Kim, and she will <laughs> first appear in an, ad- in an adult film. With a uh, male music star of some kind, I think she will be a in very a very forgettable an, one. An yeah. amateur adult film. Um, so we will see that in uh, eighteen to twenty-four years, and then once that's under her belt, she'll uh, I think she will snatch herself up a genius. Yeah, and she'll move on to uh, the stripper pole. Is a really good outlet for uh, adult film stars to tour and uh, see the United States. <laughs> Um, Chris, whenever he was at oh, that one gold, club yeah. golf event, he saw like Alexis Texas nice. at that uh, at their like uh, convention. So maybe she can uh, go Still to some. Extremely jealous. Yeah, I know, right? So like, once she's a famous porn star, she can gef- definitely transition to the uh, pole. Well, I think. John didn't like my little dig in there, real quick. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, uh, Kanye is not a genius. Yes, he is. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> 
the Black Panther movie. Oh, I didn't movie even catch that at first. It's rumored. Yeah, because he said you were going to follow yeah. Auntie Kim, so I thought yeah. you were going to snatch up a genius. <laughs> Dude, you guys have to see the new Bill Burr comedy skit because he has a skit where he's talking about like really crazy people and how he's like really happy. That, like, Kanye West wasn't a white dude because, like, insane white guys are, like, responsible for the most mass murders in, like, human history. <laughs> so he's like, thank God that ego is in a black man. He's not murdering people. You guys have to. It was so funny. But uh, the Black Panther movie was rumored to have a total cut of four hours. It's now down to three. Oh. Does that upset you that a movie could potentially be over three hours? I'm not going to go see it if it's over three oh, hours. Oh, I'll see it. But I'll see it. I might not it. be around for all of it. But, yeah, I was about to say, at some point. Yeah. There, if, if a movie is over three hours, there needs to be a bathroom break. Like an intermission. Yeah, there needs to be an intermission. And we'll definitely have to see that at the, like, Alamo because I don't want to have to get up for refills or if there's anything else I need. The bill for that so. movie is going to be outrageous if I decide to drink. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just ask for a bucket. You, you don't need a, a bucket. You might also all need, my ice will melt. You might also need a piss tube. Yeah. yeah. A catheter. I know a guy, Nathan. No, you just refill. Nathan put in catheters. You just refill the bottles. Ooh. There you go. Genius. <laughs> but then, like, if you stick it right in, there's, like, a suction issue and it shoots out. <laughs> I've done it before. It's fine. All right, it doesn't work. It's fine. Uh, is Meek Mill back? Yes. Ooh. Meek has been back, but I don't yes. think so. I, uh, I demanded this be on the Gritty Finish show before the show started because when they ran out to Dreams and Nightmares, that was actually lit. I'm the, probably the biggest Drake fan you will ever see. And for me to, like, be leaning towards the side of, yes, Meek is back, is, like, pretty crazy. It's like, like you're reinventing the wheel. Yeah. So... I don't know, Meek. If you can, I'm hoping you can like ride this out, and while you're in jail, it can inspire you, and you can like be like Gucci Mane, and you can come out and like actually be really good. And this moment will be like a turning point in your career, and it'll all be because the Eagles. All right. Second to last thing on the agenda here for today is a Philly fan eating horse shit hype. Yes. No. It's hype. I don't think it that is, is man. It's hype. I don't think that's hype at all. I saw that video and I like couldn't unsee it. I saw it when I was like really, really trashed. No, I was just like, hype. I don't want... I, know. I just found out about it. I'm not going to go look for the video. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. You I don't like want to watch it. I like Ryan it. Ryan likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. The last one we have, Gronk. Uh, talking about a possible retirement. Should we take that at face value or kind of just leave it off to him being disappointed? I believe it, honestly. He looks he looks like he doesn't want to be out there. Yeah, his body has taken a lot of shots, and like he's had quite a few injuries, and he's already not that smart. So <laughs> too many concussions for him would uh, not look good. Yeah, and his head is, yeah, he has no brain. Scrambled yeah. eggs. Scrambled eggs. Not over easy yet. He'll be over there. He'll be over. <laughs> He's almost mush, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's a strong possibility. And if that's the case, if he leaves, their defensive coordinator leaves, Belichick maybe the Patriots could be on the decline. They are. I mean, like they could be like toast. If there's anything you can learn from gritty sports, is the Pats are heading downhill quickly. Mm-hmm. So we thank everyone for listening. Uh, football season officially wrapped up. That doesn't mean we're done with football. We got the NFL draft. Uh, next episode, National Signing Day is tomorrow National for college football Day too, and we're gonna focus heavily on the Olympics during our do next a, podcast. We're gonna have a mock draft well. podcast as well. Yep, We've got so a lot of a lot coming. A stay lot coming. tuned here in the future, and until then, peace out, everybody. Enjoy their week, and screw punks to Tony Phil. I hate Bye. winter.